0: Welcome to another episode of Synoptis Lightning Round, where we ask six rapid fire questions with some of the sharpest business minds talking about accelerating business value through technology, IT business alignment, and IT leadership development. Now, here's Cameron and David.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Synoptis Lightning Round. I'm Cameron Ames. I'm here with David Redding, CEO of Synoptis. David, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Cameron. It's, uh, uh looks like it's going to be a rainy day, but uh, I'm going to still try to grill out. So uh, uh, I'm excited about today's episode with Mike Martin with 10K Advisors. Uh, this is actually the first time that you've led an interview for Lightning Round. Uh, uh, tell me what that experience was like.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly,
0: you know, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, there
1: are some logistics that just about every audiovisual medium has, whether it's sound and uh, times, getting people together. But overall, it was a, it was a pretty enriching experience as far as um, getting to hear what Mike has to say. Uh, why don't we dive into it? Mike, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great, thanks for having me.
1: Awesome, you ready for the lightning round? Let's do it. Great, well first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about what you do.
2: Sure, so I've been in the CRM space for about 12 years, uh, primarily focused on uh, professional services. So I spent about eight and a half years at a company called Appirio. I currently work for 10K Advisors. We're a network of independent contractors and small consulting companies, helping both other Salesforce partners as well as Salesforce direct customers get the most out of their investment in Salesforce, primarily focused around difficult and hard to find skill sets. Great, so
1: being in this space for so long, Uh, You obviously have a little bit of an expertise here to put it lightly. Uh, How have you seen CRM and customer experience platforms increase business value?
2: Really, for me, it, it comes around looking at my customers and seeing where they can be more efficient, where they can have the data at their fingertips to make business decisions that can positively impact their revenue, um, or decrease waiting times on the service side. Uh, it really comes down to giving them the, the data to make the decision, uh, but also improve the process for the, uh, the individual users as well. Um, you know, you, I think uh, we'll talk a lot about kind of user adoption today and, I, and I, I think that really comes down to making sure that you have user buy-in and what you're building is going to make them more efficient.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then with these adoptions that you've seen with user adoption, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've found when you pick up some of those platforms or when you implement one of these platforms?
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's not an uncommon problem. I'll go ahead and use the double negative there. Um, we see it in almost every engagement where there are uh, issues with adoption. Sometimes that can come from a lack of engagement of the users. Uh, also, it can come from a, a lack of, buy-in from executive leadership. So anytime we are talking to our customers and we don't have the right folks in the room or at least setting the vision uh, from the top, uh, we, we call that out as a red flag. Um, also, as you are moving through the process, if you don't have your end users involved in the conversation, providing feedback on a, in a real-time basis, or at least um, taking a look at what's being built along the way, uh, that's another red flag that, that adoption is going to suffer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about that, uh, that dual nature that you need, you need that executive buy in, but you need that feedback from users, you got to have it on both levels. It's so critical that I I 100% agree with that. So then in terms of, can you give me an example of a positive outcome that you've seen from one of these CRM adoptions that you've been through?
2: Yeah, uh, most recently we worked with an organization that had acquired two other companies. Uh, they were focused on doing an org merge, uh, but also looking at the overall business process of the combined entity. So we helped them take a, take a step back, understand what the end goal was from both a sales and a service process. Um, and then they were able to, one, along the way, build some internal buy-in, um, get those users involved, but also build out the team that was going to help manage that um, and get them engaged and help them understand why we were building what we were building. Um, and honestly, they've had a, a ton of success. They, you know, they, they invested months in the process, uh, but their success has been uh, both revenue-based as well as efficiency-based.
1: Wow, that's that's incredible. And it sounds like you were able to mitigate the biggest challenge you were talking about, not only having that executive buy-in, but also constant feedback from the users. Am I hearing that wrong?
2: You got it, you got it. We had, we had the vision from the top, but also along the way we found, even as they added another acquisition mid-process, those end users were able to get involved, provide their input and uh, develop a solution that was uh, workable for uh, actually all three of those organizations as they came into one.
1: Wow. That's awesome. So when you think about this and and you think about the number of these adoption processes that you've been through, what is one really critical piece of advice that you would give to an organization that's thinking about taking that next step towards either implementing or overhauling their current solution that really isn't delivering the business value that they need out of it? What's, What's one piece of
2: information that you'd give? Um, I'd say plan. Have a plan, have a process. Um, you can go in and just start making some configurations or changes, um, but if you're not planning and getting, again, that feedback from those users along the way, understanding why things need to be, be set up or configured in a, in a specific way, uh, you're going to fail. So understanding, again, what, what those users um, need, why they need it, um, put that process in place, and then figure out the plan to build it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so true. And, I, and I, I'm hearing this constant theme throughout everything you're saying. Uh, get that feedback from the users. This is all about making things easier for your users, whether that's data at their fingertips or whether that's making sure that their processes are more efficient. If you don't have that input from them, you're you're not going to have the success that you would otherwise. Um, I, I think that's really important for us to keep in mind, and that's a great point. So. In terms of your professional
2: life, what have you been up to? And and feel free to plug anything you'd like. Sure, um, You know, folks out there in the Salesforce space specifically, if you're looking for your next big gig, uh, come talk to us at 10K, our, our network is expanding. We're trying to double the number of independent contractors and small consulting companies in the network. Also, if you are an organization that has uh, adoption challenges, give me a call. We'd love to figure out a plan, uh, help you find the right resources to uh, implement your next, uh, your next Salesforce uh, project. And they can find you at, is it 10kview.com? 10kview.com. You got it. Mike at.
1: Awesome. Mike, thank you so much for your time on the Synoptis Lightning Round Podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. It was fun.
1: Thanks again to Mike for sitting down to talk with me for the lightning round. So David, obviously there's a lot of the same experiences that Mike is seeing in the staff augmentation space that we're seeing in the project space. Especially with regards to executive buy-in, stakeholder buy-in, uh, and a number of other elements as well, what were some of your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the one of the observations that Mike made that made a lot of sense to me was the importance of having that stakeholder buy-in and having the executive sponsorship when when technology programs go off the rails. Uh, uh, It's never the technology. It's not that the program, the solution doesn't work. It's that there's this misalignment between um, the stakeholders or the business and the technology and um, uh, establishing that initial uh, buy-in, seeing that communication channel between business and technology is really our sweet spot, right? That's where we come in and and we're able to um, uh, uh, connect those, those two sides of the business in order to deliver business value. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about how you uh, approach getting that uh, feedback uh, so, that, so that that happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that you hit on both of the big elements that Mike talked about, stakeholder buy-in and a quick feedback loop. And that's uh, quick feedback is something that has really become a trend, especially with Agile um, and the advent of a lot of the Scaled Agile Framework and Agile methodologies that have gained a lot of traction. I think that there's a lot of that that really boils down to how can you get a quick feedback loop and how can you respond appropriately to the feedback that you're getting? Uh, that's what a lot of those, those methodologies come down to.
0: Excellent observations, Cameron, and uh, really enjoyed your uh, leading this first interview with Mike Martin. Thanks again, Mike, and uh, uh, stay tuned for other episodes of Synoptis Lightning Round. Thank you for watching Synoptis Lightning Round. For more episodes of Synoptis Lightning Round, visit Synoptis.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.